Girl, you are mm-hmm. preaching to the choir. <laughs> you are absolutely spot on with that. That's a huge deal for me. And it probably sources back to my childhood, my experiences with my family of origin, the messages and meanings that I made in my experiences, like we've talked about before. And you are absolutely right. I don't want to have to rely on someone else's help. I don't want to have to still be struggling with this thing. You're listening to the Experience Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Ajene Gaylord, and I endeavor to educate, encourage, and empower women to embrace emotional healing and eradicate the stigma of mental health in the body of Christ. On this episode, I get very candid with Michelle about my recent experiences with swim lessons. Stay tuned to learn why I've learned so many lessons from trying to learn how to swim. I had a rough, I don't want to say rough. I think this is just a part of the process. So I'm in the class with two other women. One of them took the class before. So she's a little bit further along than the other two of us. The other woman seems like she too was a beginner because this is a beginner class. But she's taking to like the different things we're asked to do a little bit better. I struggled. I I did well because I was able to put my face in the water, kind of regulate my breathing, like blowing out without like feeling too anxious and all that kind of thing. So I did a lot better with that. I still wasn't able to glide solo or to kick across the water from one end to the other without using the board. So I still needed the board. I still held on to it and practiced trying to go across the pool, still on the board, trying to kick, you know, kind of float to the bottom, have to push myself and keep going. But I I did mm-hmm. well for somebody who's had issues with that. Right. The other women were able to like roll over with the board. So kind of starting out face down, turn your head, flip over on your back and then flip back over on your front. Like I couldn't even fathom that. Like I couldn't even do the, you know, push off the wall and just glide across the pool. I couldn't even do that. I had to be holding on to something or touching something. I tried to float on my back, couldn't really get my feet up off the floor too well and straight out and floating. Mm -hmm. So there were still some things that because I was struggling to do it, I started to feel bad about myself and feel like I just want to be able to do it. I don't want to have to still be afraid, struggling, wrestling with these fearful thoughts, you know, trying to hold on to the wall or the floor to feel confident. I just want to be able to do this. And I was determined to do this. And I started this journey thinking I've had swim classes so many times before. But nobody else knows that. True, but I do. And yeah, in my I mind, I'm, I, I have all of these beliefs yeah, I know. that over the years of having struggled in this area have taken root, so to speak. And now there's shame attached to the lack of being able to do this thing. So right. I started to get a little weepy. Um, towards the end of the class, because as much as I was 
proud of the progress I've made and how much better I am than I ever was before, mm-hmm. I still see how much further I need to go and feel frustrated with my body as I often do. Mm-hmm. So very similarly with my healing journey of trying to, um, you know, heal from the physical pain that I'm constantly in and have energy and stamina and strength. You know, my body has always felt like this enemy of sorts mm-hmm. and I'm trying to, or not trying, but I am approaching a different relationship with myself. Cause that's what my body is for forever you know, because of dissociation, which basically, you know, from a psychology term, it just means detaching. So we do it as a defense mechanism. We do it as a way to quote unquote, protect ourselves from something that's threatening or dangerous or terrifying. You know, we dissociate. And so you can do it from emotions, mental um, capacity, and or in my case, kind of dissociating from my own body almost like I'm separate from my body or my body is over here and the rest of me, the core of me is somewhere else. And my body is this thing that I have to deal with. My body Mm -hmm. is this enemy that I have to um, put up with or yes, exactly. Be bothered with or put up with or contend with. And because I've had such a difficult experience in my body for as long as I can remember, I don't know what it's like to really be connected to me. And I've become aware of this and didn't realize how much that impacts my overall healing journey. Mm -hmm. I've known about the spiritual healing and the emotional healing, but the physical healing didn't seem to be connected to the other two. They seem disconnected. Oh, eat right, exercise, drink enough water, do these things in the natural, do these things from a physiological or biological perspective to impact, reduce the inflammation by eating better foods or taking turmeric or, you know, and I'm not saying that these things are not beneficial. Right, right. But for me, the more I learn about pain, the more I learn about pain being a protector, the more I learn about the fact that our bodies were created to do something for us that I never was able to put my finger on before the more I can see how impactful the emotional state that I'm in, the spiritual state that I'm in has impacted the physical state that I'm in and the other way around. Mm -hmm. The body has had an effect on my soul and my spirit. My soul has effect on my body and my spirit. Like none of this is disconnected. We are three in one. Right. We are three parts. And so for me, the body has always seemed like this, excess, you know, outside thing, this thing that we just have to deal with the flesh, you know, and mm-hmm. we just have to get the flesh under subjection and kind of like over spiritualizing what it is to be in a physical body. Mm-hmm. So taking this swim class has been eye opening in that I didn't realize until more recently in my healing journey, how much my stress response system has been activated as long as I can remember. In most situations, when there's a threat or a danger or an injury of some kind, the stress response system comes online, the immune system comes online in order to protect and to heal. Mm -hmm. But then there's supposed to be a period of regulation where everything goes back into balance or into homeostasis. 
Well, for somebody like me who felt for whatever the reasons, you know, emotional, social, familial, with all the different ways that I felt under threat, my own body learned how to stay in a state of threat and danger. Um, my body has felt in has remained in this state of overreaction to things that I shouldn't really feel are threats or dangerous, Mm -hmm. or I didn't go back to the homeostasis. I didn't go back into balance. I didn't become regulated. I kind of stayed in this heightened state of fear. Mm So even in the pool where for whatever reason, I'm scared of the water, I'm scared of losing control or feeling out of control. And so at some point in my life, I, accepted this idea that if I can't touch something like the floor of the pool or the side of the wall in the water, I'm not in control. I don't know what to do with my body. Mm -hmm. Part of the issue with me and swimming is I don't feel in touch with my body. So I don't know what to do with it in a pool. Mm -hmm. I barely can ride a bike. I have difficulty walking, standing, sitting, jumping, running, just regular things and let alone put me in a body of water where I have to now coordinate holding my breath and catching enough air and then moving and feeling like I can't float. Like all of these things just make it seem terrifying. So I wrestle a little bit with feeling like, okay, you're making great progress. You're further than you've ever been before. You're able to put your face in the water and blow bubbles and get at least to a point where you're not frozen in fear by the idea of water. You're in Mm -hmm. it, you're in the pool, you're putting your face in, this is progress. You're Mm -hmm. even holding on to the little floating board and going across the pool a little bit. That's more than what I've ever been able to do in the past. Right. But in my mind, because I am fixated on getting to this point that I'm trying to get to, which is being able to freely swim in open water without fear, Mm -hmm. because I'm not there yet, I'm minimizing the progress I'm making, or I've entered into a state of shame because I quote unquote can't. Mm -hmm. I haven't arrived to this place of um, the ability for me to be able to let go and be free and feel comfortable and to trust my own body to be okay in water. When I'm looking at these little kids who are floating and smiling and going in and having a good time and they're not afraid, but I don't trust my body. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what it's going to do in water that I can't control like I can if I'm standing, you know, with my feet at the bottom of the pool. Even jumping Mm -hmm. in was scary because I didn't know what to do with myself once I got in the water. It wasn't, oh, it's so deep and far to go. And it was only four feet. So I I wasn't jumping into the deep end or anything like that. But not knowing what to do with myself once I got in there is what was more terrifying than the fact of letting go and jumping in. Do you think once you jumped in that maybe you could have done something like 
twirl in a circle or something, you know, like trying to embrace a childlikeness, mm. you know, maybe like that maybe you could kind of say to yourself, I'm going to pretend to be like a child in this situation or mm-hmm. something to that effect. I mean, that that would have been amazing if right. I didn't, you know, I right. <laughs> just jumping in, I had to hold the instructor's hands just to be mm-hmm. able to feel safe enough to even do that. They were able to right. be my anchor. So yeah. even jumping in, I wasn't free enough to just do it without any restraint. I had to hold right. their hands. Mm-hmm. S- similar to once I'm in the pool, I have to be touching the floor or touching the wall to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Do you think then maybe like to me that sounds like embarrassed shame, whatever of mm-hmm. the support that you need, right? Like that, I don't want to need help. Ooh, so, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, mm. which it's like maybe the just embracing of as much as I don't want the help when I let go and receive the help, the maybe the healings in that point of the receiving of the help instead of the being independent, mm-hmm. right? Like that that's kind of a middle something. Girl, you are mm-hmm. preaching to the choir. <laughs> you are absolutely spot on with that. That's a huge deal for me. And it probably sources back to my childhood, my experiences with my family of origin, the messages and meanings that I made in my experiences, like we've talked about before. And you are absolutely right. I don't want to have to rely on someone else's help. I don't want to have to still be struggling with this thing. So the swim class has highlighted the issues that I've had with my body and my physical healing all this time. I don't want to have to still deal with that. I don't want to have to think about, okay, I can only do so many activities a day. You know, we've talked before about my limits and being able to kind of accept and live within those limits and figure out, okay, what can I do and celebrating whatever I can do instead of fixating on what I can't. This swim lesson situation brought all of that back up to where it's like, I want to be able to be further along than this. I want to be able to do what the other ladies are doing. I don't like not feeling like I'm at the place where I think I should be. Mm -hmm. So instead of me just being okay with, this is what I have to do. I have to just keep using the board until I feel Mm -hmm. more comfortable until I can push off the wall and feel a little more comfortable with gliding with the board. Then eventually I can step up to the doing it without the board, but I'm looking at them turning over and being able to float on their backs and doing all this wonderful stuff. Mm -hmm. And that then makes me internalize some inferiority the number one source for a lot of these things is our enemy. We know we have an adversary and his job is to make us forget our identity in Christ so that we Mm -hmm. can act like we don't, we're not the image of God. That's his, Mm -hmm. that's the whole thing. When he came to Eve in the garden, that's all it was about. Are you sure that's what God really said? So that's, we have an adversary that we know is, is trying to get us to not align with the identity of our creator and, and live as an image of our creator. We have flesh, which is our sin nature, which entices us into temptation, entices us into sin, wants to agree with our enemy to go into those things. And then we have the experiences and relationships from a social context of all the people around us, 
And what we then conclude about ourselves, people, God, from the experiences that we have. So somewhere Mm -hmm. along the way, these beliefs were created by an experience that I had, the emotions that came as a result of that experience, which we're going to talk more about emotions in the upcoming episodes in more detail. I'm excited to get into that subject. But the experiences that we have, which brings up the emotions, which leads to us coming up with a belief about fill in the blank, a belief about us, Mm -hmm. a belief about a thing, a belief about a person, a belief about God, a belief about a situation that all leads to it. And depending on the source of what it is that we are thinking on, what, you know, what our uh, emotions connect to whatever that source is true or untrue is going to fuel that belief. And that's how we end up like I am at this stage in my life, struggling with learning how to swim, (laughs) still battling with the health battle that I've been in for as long as I can remember my entire adult life. And as young as when I was a kid, I used to be in physical pain as a kid too. So It's very key to me at this stage in my journey. The Lord is just so gracious to do this slow walk with me in in healing. Like, but I didn't want that. (laughs) I I want it quick. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to be touched supernaturally and it all go away and I don't have to worry about it. I don't like, like you were alluding to, it's me not being feeling like I shouldn't have to hold their hand so I can jump in a pool. I shouldn't have to use the board because I'm still not comfortable enough with my own body in the water to be able to do whatever their instructions are to be able to get myself across the pool. I shouldn't have to take a break after an event because my body has worn out and it's only been a couple of hours. I shouldn't have to go to physical therapy three times a week to work on strengthening my muscles and getting my core strong so that the pain can be alleviated and I can retrain my muscles to do what they're supposed to do. Like I shouldn't have to consider buying a mobility scooter so that I can travel without more strain on my body than I actually can handle. So something along the way, along my journey, these 40 something years of my life, there are some beliefs that have taken, you know, deep root in my heart. And now I believe the Lord is beginning to unveil some of what has been taking place and he has used with his grace and his mercy, the, the physical battle that I've been in this trial that I've had of chronic illness with no diagnosis, this invisible illness that I've been affected by for as long as I can remember to begin to unveil slowly over time, what that might be, what the Mm -hmm. source is, what is the root here? And more importantly than me feeling comfortable The Lord, I believe, is after healing me holistically, not just one part. That's not all. Stay tuned to hear what happened once I got out of the pool and what other lessons that I have learned from swimming lessons. And stay tuned for the life work, which I will give to you at the end of the next episode. That's it for this episode. If you have been enjoying listening, please consider sharing and subscribing to the podcast. 
And until next time, remember, you have been set free to live free. So choose freedom. Freedom.